Hi there. Starting and running a business is a significant achievement for many would-be entrepreneurs. But let's face it, maintaining and growing one is by far and away a much larger and more significant challenge for most of us. Hi, I'm Brian Davis and I've lived the life of a small business leader for the last 25 years. Phew, when you actually say it out loud, it's a bit scary. That's over half a lifetime for me. But to be brutally honest, it's been much more challenging and personally rewarding than anything I envisaged at the start, or indeed did in the previous 25 years. And that includes going to university and serving as an officer in the UK's Royal Naval Submarine Service. Something that still gives me immense pride and satisfaction. But it's certainly true, well for me anyway, that you define your own reality in life. No one can really write the script unless you let them. So with that in mind, let's have a look at some of the challenges, the frustrations, and indeed the immense rewards that await for you as a leader of your own small business. Let's face it, we don't live in a vacuum. We all operate in a market, and that means we need to find, convert, and retain customers or clients. And not only that, we need to do it profitably. Doing this means we'll stay in business, right? While you may feel your particular business challenges are unique, let me tell you they probably aren't. There are many common challenges every business, large or small, faces, and this is common to all businesses. And these include finding and hiring the right people, building a brand, developing a customer base, and so on and so forth. It's just business, right? Well, maybe it is, but in my years as a small business leader, I've found to my cost that it isn't the whole picture. There are some challenges that are strictly unique to small businesses, but ones that all small businesses at some point have to overcome. And these are the ones that most large companies now have grown out of. But let me tell you, they're still hiding in their DNA. It's also a question of perspective, I've found, challenges or opportunities. So to introduce this podcast series, I want to have a look at the top five challenges, or more optimistically opportunities, that I've found throughout my career as a small business leader really make a difference. I found these form the pillars on which my own success has been built. So without further ado, let's get cracking. Let's look at the first of my five small business leader challenges or opportunities, depending on how you look at it. Opportunity one, fatigue. Let's face it, the hours that we work as the owners and leaders of a small business and the constant pressure to perform wears down even the most passionate amongst us. Many business owners that I've met, even the really successful ones, get stuck working much longer hours than their employees and remarkably are the first to accept no wages at the end of the month if that's the case. This is a lesson we'll discuss in another episode, and one which you really need to resolve. A lot of us fall into the dependence trap. We fear our businesses will stall if we aren't the first in and the last out at the end of the day. These small business leaders also avoid taking any time away from work to recharge. A surefire way for them to break themselves. To be honest, been there, done it, and I can tell you straight, if this is you, then you built yourself a very demanding job and not really a business. 
Fatigue is corrosive. It can lead to really bad and reactive decision making, or even worse, decision paralysis, including the desire to abandon it altogether. It's the classic fight, freeze, flight scenario. So the key here is to build your business to be independent of you. Makes sense, right? One way your business keeps humming without grinding you down. Overcoming this challenge, and it really is one that comes early and often in the evolution of a small business, is one that we'll look at in detail in the next episode of this podcast. It's that important. As Hans Sale put it, it's not the stress that kills us, it's our reaction to it. So overcoming fatigue is actually the first pillar of our success. So now let's have a look at the second. Breaking founder dependence. Ask yourself this question. If you get hit by a car, is your business still producing income the next day, the next week, the next month, the next quarter? Most small business leaders I've met will scratch their head and when pushed, eventually admit that the answer to these questions is no. So let's be clear, a business that can't operate without its founder is a business that has a veritable sword of Damocles hanging over its head. And let's be honest here, if this is your business, then in reality, you haven't really built yourself a business, you've built yourself a job. And this is the second great small business pillar of success. Make the business independent of the founder. This is easier said than done. All of my businesses suffered from founder dependence in the early days. It took me two businesses and about 10 years to realize that this was indeed a problem and that I was causing it. I was unable to let go because I know best and I didn't trust, really trust, I mean, the people I was working with. I also jealously guarded certain decisions and responsibilities and this indeed impacted on both my fatigue levels, pillar one, and my ability to grow the business. So in theory, meeting this challenge is easy. All a business owner has to do is merely give up control and pass it over to employees or partners, right? In practice, however, this is a really significant hurdle to overcome, a massive stumbling block for most founders, because it usually involves compromising in their heads, or at least initially, on the quality of the work being done until the person doing the work learns the ropes properly. It also boils down to an issue of trust. The founder has to have absolute trust that the person or persons that they are trusting with their baby will be a good parent. For most of us, that really is a tall order indeed. So overcoming the letting go challenge and building the independent pillar is going to be the subject of the third of this series of podcasts. So subscribe to the channel and get early alerts when we release it. If overcoming fatigue is the first pillar of success and letting go is the second pillar of success, then the third pillar is definitely managing money. So let's have a look what this means. Having enough cash to cover the bills is pretty important. Now strike that, it's vital. If you can't pay your bills, you don't have a business. What you have at best is a money pit, 
and at worst an insolvent enterprise. Neither of which is any good to anyone. But here's the lesson I learned early in my entrepreneurial career. It's not only vital for the business to be able to pay its way, it's also super important that you as the business owner and every individual in the business are able to draw a wage and be able to live. In effect, it must be a balance. What I've also found is that whether in your business life or your private life, one or the other will likely emerge as a capital drain that puts pressure on the other. How to avoid this problem is relatively easy to see, but invariably really hard to do. I've found that the problem can be mitigated by either properly capitalising the business in the first place, or picking up other income to shore up personal cash reserves when needed. This is why I, when I first started my businesses, was working another job. While I felt at the time that this was pretty brutal, it did allow me to maintain my mortgage payments and also build a business. But thankfully, I no longer have this problem. But then that's another story. While this split focus can make it really challenging to grow a business, let me tell you, running out of cash makes it even more challenging, especially when you've got people knocking on your door for mortgage payments and the like. So money management is probably the most important skill a small business leader can acquire. In my opinion, it's probably the one that is the difference between the success and failure of a business. And even as the business grows, it doesn't get any less. In fact, it's even more important when cash is flowing into the business to manage it properly. Handling business accounting and taxes may be within the capabilities of most business owners. But ask yourself, is that really why you're in business? Isn't it more sensible to outsource it? It's more sensible that you as the business owner manages the value of the company and increases the turnover. To be blunt, as the complexity of the company's books increases with each client and employee, so getting the assistance of somebody who is skilled in managing this is really important. I've found a really good bookkeeper will pay for themselves many times over by preventing costly errors and giving you accurate financial performance information on which to manage the business. This will stop it from becoming a reason for you not to expand as well. As Charles Dickens puts it, annual income 20 pounds, annual expenditure 19 and six, result happiness. Annual income 20 pounds, annual expenditure 20 pounds, Norton six, result misery. A salutary lesson. So the ability to manage and understand how money works in your business is probably one of the most important skills you can acquire as a business leader. In fact, it's so important that we were launching a course on pragmatic money management in business. So sign up to our newsletter and we'll let you know when we're ready to launch. So we've looked at three of the five pillars of success. The fourth pillar is not being dependent. Let's be honest, if a single client or customer makes up more than 25% of your income, then you're not really in business. You're more of an independent contractor than a business owner. And this is true for more traditional retail businesses as well. 
especially those supplying, say, a supermarket. The blunt fact is that you don't own your business model. Neither are you able to strategically lead and grow your business. And both of these is super important if you want to have a business and not just a job. Diversifying your client base is vital to growing a business. But that can be difficult, especially when the client in question pays well and is on time. The dream client. And let's be honest, having a client willing to pay on time for a product or service is a godsend for many small businesses. Not least because it gives you a reliable cash flow. Unfortunately, this can result in what I call a strategic handicap. Because even if you do have employees and so on, you may still be acting effectively as a subcontractor for a more significant business. Your efforts will be building their business and not yours, and this is not a good place to be. This arrangement, which at face value is pretty good, also allows your clients and customers to avoid the risk of adding payroll in an area where the work may dry up at any time, and all of the risk is transferred from them to you and your employees. Now this arrangement can work if your main client has a consistent need for your products and services. But even then, it puts substantial risk into your business. Remember here that your customer always has a choice and they can choose to take their business elsewhere. Now ask yourself, how would this impact on you? The key I've found is to own and fundamentally understand your own business model. It's really that important. This means you understand how your customers see the value you create, how that value converts and how you monetize it. And it's also about being realistic in identifying and managing risk in your own business. But more about these topics in later episodes of this podcast. One of the core lessons I've learned is that life, as well as business, is about balance. And balance is the fifth pillar of business success that I've used to build my businesses on. Now, even when you've got a business that is no longer founder dependent, there inevitably will come a time when the issues from growth seem to match or even outweigh the benefits that you're going to get from growing. In other words, it actually costs you more to grow than you'll get back. Now, whether you are delivering a service or products, at some point, a business must be prepared to make sacrifices in order to grow. For business owners, this may mean not being able to personally manage every client relationship or not inspecting every widget and inevitably leads to the dreaded trust issue. Unfortunately for the business owner, at least in their own mind, it's usually the level of personal engagement and attention to detail that makes a business successful. Therefore, many small business owners find themselves tied to these habits to the detriment of their own development and their business's development. To be blunt, yes again, the business model that they've got or that has got them this far isn't sustainable and needs to be changed or evolved. This is why we're going to be launching an online course on business model planning and implementation. So again, sign up for our newsletter to get early information about it. Now let's be honest, there's a large middle ground between super shoddy work and an unhealthy obsession with quality. The lesson I've learned the hard way 
is that it's invariably up to the business owner to navigate the business's processes towards a compromise. A compromise that allows growth without hurting the brand or the business. The key to this is for the business owner to understand just what it really is that the customer values in their products or service. You'll be truly shocked just how many business owners will trot out the list of features and benefits their product or service offers without really having a clue that these are not really what the customer is buying. Understanding just what your customer really values is hyper important if you really truly want a business that looks after itself, grows quickly and frees you to live the life you dream of. So the fifth pillar is to obtain balance. Balance throughout your business. On face value, the problems faced by small businesses are considerable. And one of the worst things a would-be owner can do is start a business without understanding just what they're getting into. But let's face it, most of us really don't get it to start with, and we seem intent on learning the hard way. So with this in mind, let me recap the five core challenges I faced as a small business owner, and the ones that overcoming helped me build the five pillars of success. The first was overcoming fatigue, then making the business independent of me as the owner, being able to manage my money and making the business independent of individual customers, and then achieving balance. Now these are also the pillars upon which I eventually built a series of high value and sustainable businesses. Now in this episode, we've looked at ways to help make these challenges into opportunities, but frankly, there's no avoiding them. So opportunity or challenge, the choice is yours. A competitive drive is often the reason people start their own businesses and every challenge represents another opportunity to compete. So don't put it off. Starting a business was the best decision I ever made. I just wish I'd understood it a bit better from the outset. Would have stopped me making some horrible mistakes. Mistakes that cost me a lot, both personally and financially. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please consider subscribing or joining our mailing list. We're super excited to be launching some online training and physical workshops over the next few months. So if you sign up to our mailing list, you'll get the information as soon as we release it. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, and I wish you all the best of fortune in both your business and your personal life. So signing off now, that's it for today. <laughs>